Does somebody want to read one to three? The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, for the sake of the truth, which abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us, from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Okay. That's a lot of truth. Yes, there is, isn't there? That's an important uh, uh, fact. Um, it's common in New Testament letters to start with who you are and something about you. Well, he starts with who he is and something about him in the same word. <laughs> he is the elder. Uh, meaning he's been around a long time, maybe meaning he's been in Christ a long time, and he's got the right to speak. And uh, so he he's, thinks of himself as the elder. What, what does John always call the brethren? His children. Little children, yeah. He's the old man, they're the little children. Uh, maybe he's stressing that in contrast with the new doctrines. He's the old man confronting these newfangled teachings. And who's he writing to? The lady. The chosen lady and her children. Now, who in the world is that? That is a big debated issue. Some people think this refers to a Christian woman. Some people feel like this refers to a Christian church. I don't mean Christian church in the denominational sense. They had that back then? (laughs) So, uh, which is it? You know, is this a woman or is this a church? Now, while you're thinking about that, you probably better take into account the last verse. The children of your chosen sister greet you. So, is this a sister like, you know be her nieces and nephews greeting her, children of her chosen sister, or is this like a sister church? And it's the members. So that's a really thorny issue. It's the woman in Revelation. (laughs) Well, actually, because people are often referred to as a woman, like in Revelation. (laughs) John John wrote Revelation. Yes, and in fact, I'm so glad you mentioned Revelation. Uh, Revelation 2.23, remember uh, what was spoken against Jezebel in the church at Thyatira. She was leading people astray. God's going to throw her on a bed of sickness and tribulation. And he says in verse 23, And I will kill her children with pestilence, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. So her followers were known as her children. I, I just throw that out. Um, <laughs> Not trying to lead you to anyone. No, because I believe that that if it weren't for that passage, I'd be more convinced of my view. But uh, that passage tends to erode my confidence in what I most of the time think. Most of the time, well, what do you think? You think it's a you person? think it's a woman? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I would have thought it was a church. Definitely I think it's a church. church. I think it'd be weird for him to write a random lady. Why do you think it's a person? The next one's written to a random... Man, exactly. <laughs> well, That's least, one of the reasons I think it's a lady. Well, at least the random man has a name. I know. Like, you don't normally say, hello, lady. Well, is chosen lady a name? I don't think so. I think not it's... Sizzicus? Like <laughs> I don't think yeah. it is. Yeah. I think it would be just saying, you know, chosen, maybe if we said chosen sister or beloved sister, 
you know, when we say uh, a chosen lady, yes, I'll agree. That sounds kind of weird. <laughs> we just don't use lady quite like that these days. But uh, chosen sister or, you know, dear sister or whatever. I, I'm not dogmatic about it at all. I have really weakened. I used to be really firm about that. And I <laughs> My firmness is eroded, particularly for that passage. I still think it's a little odd talking about the children of her sister church. But I can't argue that you couldn't do that. You've also got even like Revelation twelve seventeen uh, that, uh, you know, the dragon was enraged with the woman, which I think refers to God's people, and went off to make war with the rest of her children. So I don't think it's so weird as I used to think that this could refer to a church. But mm, I prefer thinking it's a woman. So whatever. Um, you mentioned <coughs> at the end in verse 5. Yes. Yes, he does. That's right. I ask you, lady. <laughs> yeah. Woman. <laughs> Not... And Person? not the children at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. you, lady. So you think it's a woman and her kids? Yeah. That's what I think. But no husband. But no husband. Why wouldn't he write to the family? That's all that was left in the family. The husband died about 20 years ago. What's <laughs> 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 <Not> her name? <laughs> <That's second dollar>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, at any rate, look at what he says. Whom I love in truth. You know, now, he really wants to connect love and truth. Because, you know, sometimes people have love that is not, like, governed and directed by truth. And that love just plops all over the place and becomes really a counterproductive and harmful. You know, so, so you want to always, like, uh, guide your love by the principles of truth. So he loves them in truth. And not only I, but also all who know the truth. So, um, you know, there's a lot of others who know the truth that love this lady and her children also, whether he's talking about the church and its followers or what. Um, You know, the truth we share is the thing that creates this love between us. It's the thing that draws us together. You know, why do we love each other? Because we're just, we have so many things in common, because we're drawn to each other's charisma, or because we, together, we love the truth. That's the thing that ought to draw us together. Which means that we'll never increase the love between us by diminishing the truth that we share. If we want to come to have more love, we need to insist on the the truth. Um, Now, um, some of her children seem to have been in danger of falling from the truth, as we'll see, falling away from the truth. So he's really insisting on, you know, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth. Um... For the sake of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Uh, so, you know, man, we need to follow the truth. I mean, truth and error matter. You, you can't get away from that in this passage. Uh, and he wishes for them grace, mercy, and peace. 
to be with him. Grace is the basis of mercy and peace. And he's reassuring them that grace, mercy, and peace will be with us uh, from God and from Jesus Christ. So, I mean, they don't need these false teachers for those blessings. Um, but the grace, mercy, and peace are given to us in truth and love. You know, and we need that balance between truth and love. Our love must not undermine our loyalty to truth. But we don't champion the truth in bitterness and harshness. You know, our love will grow soft if it's not strengthened by the truth. Our truth will grow hard if it's not softened by love. So we need to put the love and the truth together. Um, all right, comments or questions on those first three verses? When was this book written in relationship to that? We don't really know. We think all these books were relatively late, but I don't know which was written when. Are they in order? I don't know. I don't think we are bound to that by saying the first, second, third. Yeah, somebody thought this was the order. <laughs> right. <coughs> right. But they weren't. They didn't come titled. When they came. It wouldn't have made much sense though for him to write Second John first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I would give him the chance to write First John second. That'd be really cool. I like the love and truth connection. I think our culture misses that on both sides really badly. Um, like, people will say, well, you're just, you know, you need to tolerate everybody. You need to love everybody. And then the counter to that is, no, I'm going to stand for the truth, and I'm, I don't care what they feel like or, you know, mm -hmm. what I say to hurt their feelings. And I think both sides just, like, Missed the boat completely. Uh, I don't know. I feel really strongly about that. It's yeah. helpful to see. This. You know, uh, I might suggest in that line, uh, Gardner Hall's book. Have you seen that? Conviction mm -hmm. versus mercy. Yeah, something I've like that. I've heard of yeah. it. I haven't read yeah, it's it. That's good. <clears throat> Have you read it, Kim? Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So. Other thoughts on the first three verses? Right, four to six. I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth, just as we have received commandment to do from the Father. Now I ask you, lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we had, have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. Okay, so J John is very happy about what? Children walking in truth. Hey, found some of her children walking in truth. That's a little troubling. <laughs> Only some. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, well, what about the others? Some is in italics. <laughs> but it's. I think that is implied. I mean, literally, it is. I was glad to find of your children, but to say of your children instead of saying your children is saying there were ones of your children I found walking the truth. So some actually does convey that. Okay. Well, what are the possibilities? You couldn't find the others. Yeah, maybe he just didn't encounter the others. 
He found some of her children walking in truth. Doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of them weren't. Maybe he's only met part of them. Maybe he only knows about part of them. This makes a little more sense if it was a person. If it was a church, you would think he might have a better handle on the church as a whole. Maybe yeah. he knows all of them, and some of them are not working, walking in truth. That's the other possibility. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe some of them really worked. And I think that's certainly possible. So he was happy some of them are. Now think about the idea of walking in truth. You know, truth is not something we just believe, it's something we live with and we walk in. And uh, so, uh, he what what's the command uh, he gives her? Actually not a, even a new one, an old one. Love one another. Yeah. Here is the foundational teaching. You know, this is, this is what you've heard from the beginning. This started with Jesus, started before Jesus in some ways. You know, you have to love one another. And this is love. What, what, do you, what does it really mean that you love? Well, you keep his commandments. You know, love, those who love the Lord obey the Lord. You know, love is not just a feeling, it's not just an emotion, it's not just something you say. But love and obedience are together. They walk together. Um... You know, if, if you have love but no obedience, it'll just go wild. If you have obedience with no love, it'll starve. So you need to have the two together. Uh, so, uh, that, this, these, uh, these commands are exhorting them to, to love one another. That's, uh, that's what he's been teaching and preaching since the beginning. Comments and questions through verse 6. Does sound a little funny because the commandment is to love, and loving means keeping the commandment. Yeah. <laughs> Which means a, you should love. <laughs> must look, it seems like two snakes swallowing each other by the tail. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, it does. They finally got face to face and been vanished. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So the first time you said that, I drew a picture to try and see if that would actually happen. How did it work? <laughs> it seems like it should. Though, it doesn't. doesn't. You get stuck <coughs> partly through. <laughs> but there is such a close connection. You know, I mean, is there true love without obedience or true obedience without love? There's not. They fit together. That's part of John's point. You know, you can't have love and play fast and loose with the truth. If you're really of the truth, you'll love. So he does intend for this to kind of be double talk. He just does a lot of that. He writes a lot of things that you read them and you go, huh? <laughs> At first. Yeah, even though he rarely writes a word with more than four letters. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Rarely writes a sentence with more than ten words and, you know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, seven through eleven. many deceivers have gone out into the world those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh this is the deceiver and the antichrist watch yourselves that you might not lose what we have accomplished but you may receive a full reward anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God and the one who abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son 
If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house, and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Well, he's been talking about the mutual love. Here are those who threaten that love and unity. These deceivers have gone out into the world, and there's many of them. This is a very serious threat, because there's many of these deceivers that have gone out into the world. Now, you know, that, that same thing is said about Jesus. The Son went out from the Father into the world, and we're sent out into the world by, by the Lord. Um, but, but here, you know, the deceivers have gone out into the world, and what do they teach? What do they not teach? <laughs> As come in the flesh. You know, they didn't believe that the Christ actually came in the flesh. He resided in the flesh, but he didn't come as flesh. And so that's the problem. And there's many of them. And, you know, he identifies these false teachers as the deceiver and the antichrist. They are those that are denying that Jesus came in the flesh. And what was the antichrist in the first job? Same deal. Anti-anointing. Right. Uh, for example, verse John two twenty two, uh, who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, and uh, so it's the same idea. These people who refuse to acknowledge that deity came as a man. Their view was that matter is bad, so God could never come in human form. It's some kind of a manifestation of a manifestation of a manifestation of a manifestation, etc. Of God. You know, uh, but but this is saying um, that that that's not the case. Uh, that that Jesus came in the flesh, and uh, so he said, "Watch yourself." You know, don't be influenced by those guys. False teachers are dangerous. They could wreck your soul and keep you from gaining your reward. Uh, anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. You know, there is a wrong kind of progress. You know, you can progress yourself right out of Christianity. Uh, you've got to stick with the Lord. And so if somebody doesn't abide in the teaching and goes other places, um, you know, he doesn't have relationship with God. Uh, we need to be conservative and just stick with what the Lord has given us. So if if you go too far and you don't have this teaching, then what? how should we treat a false teacher? Yes. We don't do anything to encourage or to help or to show hospitality or give words of commendation. If we're too tolerant, it shows we're not very concerned about truth. So don't do something that's going to give help or support or encouragement to this false teacher. Um, You know, sometimes we're too ready to sacrifice truth for the sake of unity. But we shouldn't do that. If somebody doesn't bring this teaching... 
then we shouldn't receive them into our house and not be gracious and not uh, not give them a greeting. In other words, don't don't help them in what they're doing and don't give them encouragement in what they're doing. Because if you participate, even giving them encouragement, then you're a co-sharer in the evil they're doing. Comments and questions? Seems to be the Cliff Notes version of First John. Yes! <laughs> yes, this is a very similar situation. Third John will be more different. But I agree. Alright, so 12 and 13. Though I have many things to write to you, I do not want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face so that your joy may be made full. The children of your chosen sister greet you. Alright, so John would have preferred personal contact, and he's got other things to say, and he wants to come and say them, but the urgency of the danger led to him even jotting off this quick note. Uh, there would be many other things he'd like to say. Uh, but he's open to come and see them. And the children of her elect sister. So uh, her, her nieces and nephews are greeting her. Thoughts and comments? It does mention her house in verse 10. So <laughs> maybe, it's a, maybe it's a lady. I think so. <laughs> the children of your chosen is this your sister who's a Christian, sister. or is this the fellow congregation? So the chosen sister is the same as the sister in the first, the lady in the first verse. Uh, you said nieces and nephews. So no. The yeah. children of your chosen sister. So the lady has a sister who has children. So her nieces and nephews are sending greetings to her. Why would her nieces and nephews be with children? We what? Why would her nieces and nephews be with John? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Maybe they were in the same place. <laughs> those that think it's the church think it would just be other congregations. No, no, I think it'd be like the members. The members. It's like the lady and the sister represent different congregations, and the children are the members of those congregations. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the church situation, yeah. yes, yeah. the members of. Sister Church. Sorry, I only think of it in my way. You <laughs> <laughs> never were very good at arguing other ways. <laughs> Probably a little bit. I don't know. Pretty good. Pretty good number who believe both ways. Anybody <laughs> who believe both ways? <laughs> at the same time. Well, well, one way or the other way. I'm sure people do. have a name for this woman. I don't know. I've a never name? Seen one. Maybe Curie. Which is just transliterating uh, lady, I think. That'd be the kind of the vocative form of uh, Lord. Does anybody know where this letter was sent? No. Not that I know. Alright, well, that's 2nd John, and we'll work on 3rd John when we get back together. I need to check on next week. Sydney and I.